Welcome to another episode of the Seminar Files. This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Feminora Files. KB and Chug, what's cracking? I just banged this meat. Look, I just want to tell everybody again that I just banged this meat now. I just want to say it again. Ow, ow, ow. Do you little shimmy, KB? Do you shimmy? Do you shimmy? Ow, 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 ow. That's a pretty titty dance that should have been <laughs> another week before. <laughs> so I'm doing it, but for a different reason. I just want to bring that up. Look okay. at her because she's trying to be a hot girl. And y'all, it hers because she we, did well at work. Can we titty, just acknowledge? Titty, titty. Look at all the titties. Look, can <laughs> we acknowledge how great L sounds today? I just want to. You are such an asshole. (laughs) It's her birthday month. I can do this. It is. It is birthday month. I'm glad you recognize that because you know I was going to bring it up. Second quarantine (laughs) birthday. Let's go. I I beat you to it. So there we go. So yes, um, I just want to say thank you for letting your sound be right today. So there are a lot of directions that I could take this conversation (laughs) to talk about today. And I'm actually in a good mood. So I'm going to let that slide. I'm in a great mood too. We just finished spring break and, you know, we had a great time, you know, taking my daughter for spring break in this quarantine world. You know, we, we practice safe and all those kind of things. I've been, I got vaccinated. So I done joined y'all in the fight. Hey, so I'm excited about that. And like I said, I banged this damn meeting out just now. So, you know, more to come. That's all I'm saying. We but wait, can you tell the people one of the places that you took little KB for the spring break? We came to DC. Yeah, and what did you do in DC? Who did we, you see? We came to the, is it called the wharf? Yes. Yes. The and, South, yes, the wharf. And we, we picked up L. We came to L's house for our potty break. And you know, got back. And on what the did ro- you get in Elle's house? Uh oh. Oh, my cake. 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 She had saved me cake. I had had to freeze it, and saved me cake. Actually, I'm eating it tonight, L. I've been saving it because I didn't want to give a piece to little KB. <gasps> well, did she, you at least let her have her cake? She forgot about it, so I get to eat both pieces. Oh, KB. She didn't need it. Hmm. But you do. Um, sure. I'm just hey. saying. I'll go off and work mine off. It's okay. Okay. So hey, I'm excited about my cake tonight that I'm going well, to. Well, I guess that's a good thing. That means you liked it. Yes. And I'm going to eat her piece. So there, there we so have rude. it. And thank you so much. So rude. That's for the baby. And I, and I know so we're going to look. I know we're going to get back up together again. So I can just suggest and something else you know hey i just want to put that out in that ear in the atmosphere but anyway so you know yeah what? that's it's funny you say that because i was actually i was actually gonna make y'all some cookies and bring them up this week look god damn it i um i'm trying to be like right i told you about my my thing i'm doing later this month i don't want to put it out there in case somebody's listening but i'm trying to get right i'm trying to lose like 10 pounds in a month Oh, baking is my love language, and I'm trying to show y'all that I love y'all heifers. So, okay, I, I will let you, I will let you do it. I will let you do it, and I will give it. Skylar will very much appreciate it. I will eat one just to taste it to see how it is, but Skylar will kill the rest of those because she's four and her metabolism is a whole hell of a lot faster than mine. Thank you, I appreciate you. KB, are you are you sh- done sharing? I'm done sharing. Okay. Shug, what's popping? It's my Friday. I'm off tomorrow. I'm so excited. The cherry blossoms are out. Oh, weren't we supposed to go see those today? We were. I knew your ass wasn't coming though. Don't do it. 
Somebody don't believe in somebody. Don't do it. I've been working all day, but no. So um, okay, girl. I'll probably I'll see them. I guess tomorrow because one of my homegirls from Korea is going to be in town. So I got to pick her up at the airport, and she's talking about going to brunch. So hopefully, I could drive through and see the cherry blossoms real quick because I can imagine that the crowds are really thick after everybody being in the house for a whole year since the last time they blossomed and I don't feel like dealing with that so a ride through will be enough for me but that's it I'm not really oh I'm gonna see y'all this weekend correct we gotta we gotta get the 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 badges sting we gotta take care of that make sure your your, your cooch is healthy yeah that. Have y'all done this before? I've never done this before. I don't know what to expect. We both have. Okay, this is my first time. I'm a virgin. Devils you want. Okay. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what? A hot mess. Keep it moving. L, how you doing? <laughs> Honestly, I am super excited. Um as you all said earlier, KB, it is birthday month. I'm so excited. I don't know. Well, you know what? I guess I know I'm excited. I'm excited to be alive and have breath in my body, as the old Southern people say. I say. And additionally, I have, we have made it through Q1 2021. We're about to start the second quarter of the year. That is crazy to me. It feels like this year just started and it's freaking April already. I know it's crazy, but I, um, I, you know, saved a little bit of money. I got some money in the bank. I actually paid off a lot of credit during Q1. And so, yeah, I feel good. I also have come to a place where I'm not stressing about being in a relationship. And I'm focused more on like dating and getting to know people and like having fun and keeping it casual. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Well, I'm excited. So have y'all been keeping up with the Derek Chauvin trial? Have y'all been watching? No, but I did hear about, I will say I saw a snippet of, um, I'm not sure of the, man's name but I did see the clip where he was like you're not gonna paint me as an angry black man so um I'm here I'm here for that I need to go back and watch the entire thing but it was like the line of questioning that they were trying to get him to go down as you know they were like you you called him a bum you said this you said that and the guy was like no I'm not here for you trying to paint me as an angry black man so I do want to give him kudos for that because very often the narrative is that you're either an angry black man or an angry black woman and I'm not here for any of that so let's put the blame on the blame E, which is this man flat out murdered this man in front of everybody and he needs to pay for that yeah I saw some of the opening comments from the defense that you know I had a conversation with my family about this with my cousins we have our own little text group or whatever, my sister. And, you know, one of my cousin's thoughts was, you know, he's just doing his job. I feel like this shit is a character at the end of the day. Like all money ain't good money. And that even goes for attorneys. So you're not going to tell me you're a good person and you're just doing your job by defending someone like this. I'm looking at you sideways. I don't give a shit what your job is because you as an attorney could have turned that job down. Someone who don't give a shit, that's somebody who takes that kind of work to me. So I am looking at you sideways. So that's my first comment. I also saw some of the open comments from, I think it's the prosecution. It was a black lawyer. I want to say he was from the prosecution, the way he was, you know, really highlighted the number of minutes that, you know, that ass had his um, knee on, on, on George Floyd's neck. I did see some of the you know, testimony from the MMA fighter. I thought he spoke so well, like to be able to articulate, you know, even about chokeholds and things like that and being there on the scenes and seeing that. And he was trying to tell the cops, like, this is a problem. And then I saw some of the commentary around the first responder 
who said she couldn't even give him medical attention and she felt defenseless. So I thought that was super powerful because as a healthcare provider, like that is our number one, like we are not supposed to kill people. We're not supposed to watch people die. We are here to help people. My number one question when I go in in any project is how does this affect the patient? That's my number one question because we are literally bred to think about the person that we're serving. And so to be in this servitude type of job and to not do that, she expressed how hard that was. Now, I don't know, Elle, and, and I'm thinking you have been following it, but did you see, and I don't know, Suge, if you saw it, but there, I didn't get to see what the particulars were, but I think it was some people in the jury that actually was like breaking down and crying. And it was one person who was saying she was starting to have nightmares or she was very upset by the testimony. So what I will say is two things. I'm a little concerned because I'm like, are you finna try to get pulled off this jury because you can't handle it? And then they got to call in the alternate. The other thing is that's very good for the prosecution, right? To me, because that means what the prosecution is putting up is making y'all look like fucking fools. And so I think they're gonna try to talk about methamphetamine use and fentanyl that was in his system. So they are definitely trying to paint him as a drug addict, which he may have had a drug problem, but that does not, that does not mean you should have killed him like that. I think also what I've saw that they did or whatever is that they have a video of, I guess before they did the neck, that I'm saying that he was not cooperating. I did not see the video, so I can't comment on it, but you can definitely see what the angle of the defense is. But the fact that the prosecution, like the fact that the jury is getting so upset really means that that prosecution is laying down some heavy shit for them people to think about. So I'll stop there. I know there's another case that I was super upset about with the cop who was undercover. And I know we're not talking about it today and how that bastard, like those other cops got all off. One of them had actually pled guilty and testified. So now he done pled guilty and his comrades and walked. So I know he mad that he pled guilty, but at least he recognized he was wrong. Um, but, you know, just in these cases like this, like something has to be done. I know people are out there protesting and everything. Something has to be done. So I'll kind of pause there. Those are my kind of initial thoughts, L, as far as the case and what's happening so far. Oh, I have to admit, after the first day of testimony, I haven't been watching and keeping up with as closely as I would like. But also one of the main reasons is because it's a lot. And the main thing that I watched that first day was the testimony of the 911 dispatcher who basically saw the attack happening live and called in Officer Chauvin's supervisor. And she was... So then there was the 911. I saw the 911 said she saw it. So what did she do? Oh. So she actually called his supervisor and, and was concerned because she said from the video that she saw, it really did not look like. She thought it was a steal. She thought the camera froze, right? She didn't think that he yes, was. Yes, yes. She I thought the camera, yes, she thought the camera froze and she was a little concerned because she also saw like the police car rocking back and forth. And they played a little bit of that video, you know, showing like three or four police officers at one point, sort of like reaching into the backseat of the police truck. And then you saw the truck moving and shaking back and forth. You can't see what's happening in it, but you see it moving back and forth. So they was roughing him up basically. Right. Like they were doing something. Okay. So, and then the other thing, KB, you know, that you mentioned when they talked about the drugs in his system, they definitely are saying that it was his drug use that attributed to his death. Yeah. And in the drugs in his system, they're saying that that is, that, that, that's what don't, the don't, don't, that's, don't, that's the defense that they're using. Yes, but, the, but the autopsy said it was this, this, they didn't say it was a drug use. So that's the good thing that the autopsy did not say it was a drug use. Right. So they're definitely then, painting that picture right now, I'm um, sure. Right. That's exactly the picture they're painting. So you nail on this man's neck for almost nine minutes, but because he uses drugs, that's how he died. Get the fuck out of here. I mm-hmm. Okay, right. whatever. So so KB, and I'm, I'm a little concerned because in most juries, 
they are not allowed to talk to the press. I'm not sure of the rules of Minnesota, but I believe in most states that jurors are not allowed to talk to the press. Like they, they actually can't talk to anybody about the case. And I've served jury on juries before, um, actually on one jury, I was actually an alternate, but you're not allowed to talk to anyone about the case until the verdict has been made public. So I hope it wasn't a juror that was speaking. Maybe it was just somebody like in the courtroom talking about like their personal experience. Wait, I'm sorry. I missed this. So did the jury, do we think the jury, what, what was said, I guess. KB, that's what you said. You said the juror was talking about how she was crying. Unless she she saw jurors crying and she was just a spectator in the courtroom. Yeah, so they saw the juror and they actually showed, it was a black man that was like literally crying, but there was one juror who I guess must have told someone else or told the head people and they got out saying they were having nightmares. So I don't think, I don't know, it was, I don't think it was a press that they was telling. I think it was just reported that they had made this comment and that they, okay. so I was a little concerned, like, oh my God, are they finna get pulled off? Right. But the other jurors you saw, it was during some testimony. I don't know when they said the whole jury, like just about the whole, it was a black man was just tears. Like he just wiping his eyes. It's sad as shit. I can't wait because I think my greatest fear is that is this shit going to turn out? Like they have all turned out or the majority of them have turned out. Right. 98% of them have turned out. Right. Right. And I think, I think what you're referring to KB is when, of course, I can't remember his name, but the, one of the witnesses who was an older black man who was basically talking about witnessing George Floyd dying and talking and he heard him screaming out for his mother like and he was a witness he was a bystander on the street and like I didn't see the video but I definitely saw pictures of him breaking down crying and I think that's what the jurors were reacting to they were reacting to his emotion and his testimony wow but it it, I think that I think that fire that um rescue lady was really good to have on there like mm -hmm. the people that they bring in on there that were a part of that and saying this was not she said she felt helpless because she couldn't they wouldn't let her render any care to that man for what oh yeah the emt that came on right that oh she yeah i didn't get to hear her whole you know i just saw the clip and i was just like oh yeah they they work in this case like they really are trying Mm -hmm. but you know you feel sometimes that they don't be fucking trying like they ain't really trying to get these fuckers up out of here but you almost get a sense and they're actually trying. I'm going to be pissed when a defense goes up. And I'm sure by the time this airs, the defense would have presented their case. And I know I'm going to be pissed. Like, I know I'm going to be pissed. Right. And that, like I said, like, I just don't, I just don't have the bandwidth, I think, to watch this alive and unfold. Like, I want to, but I just, like, I can't. And yeah. It, yeah, and I'm definitely big on, I think, protecting my peace where, in my younger years, I wasn't always about that, but now I have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I no. I accidentally saw that case in Atlanta, not in Atlanta, in DC, where the two teenagers, the 13 and 15 year old, Girl. somehow Girl. I got the video. Of the citizens, I didn't know what it was. And I watched that shit. And I am so upset that I watched it. I don't Wait, know. What, what happened? No, what's going on? So, uh, oh, go ahead, KB. 13 and black girls, 13 and 15 year old, literally rolled the train down to this particular area. To, and th- their purpose was to steal a car. That was, they went to rob somebody or steal their car. That was their purpose for going down there. Mm-hmm. And they got the Uber Eats driver, um, older man. Oh, I did hear you about that. I didn't this. know. That, and I like when you say that. about protecting your, your, yeah. your mental, I literally saw that shit where I saw this man on the ground and the fact that bitches is like recording shit like this. I just, yeah, it's good. Cause you can see what happened, but then at the same time for you to record that man on that ground, like, like it looked like a fucking stuffed doll. Like it didn't oh. even look real how he landed and how he was positioned. And I still had that thought in my head and I'm like, how the hell did I happen to watch this? Like I didn't even watch the whole George Floyd thing. I no, I still haven't. I never watch it. I've only seen still shots from TV right. from like what right. everybody else sees. I never watched that video because I don't want to watch people die. Like right. I don't want to watch that shit. 
So no. I feel what you're saying, L. I slipped the fuck up and hit play. And was like, oh, sensitive. I'm thinking because the car flipped over because you saw the ending picture where the car is flipped over. So I'm just thinking, I'm going to see this car flip. That's really what I thought. I didn't think I was going to see the man on the fucking ground. Because he so, got ejected from the car. Got it. Yeah, he wasn't in the car. You know, he was stuck between the door and they dragged him. He was like, oh on my the door. God, yeah, are crazy. you so He was in the car. car. Yeah, yeah, he was still trying to, somehow he got lodged and they started... The other girl drove. So, you know, the thing is, like, we don't know how this Derek, you know, case is going to turn out. I can only imagine this shit does not go with a guilty plea. I think this U.S. will be in an uproar. I think they're going to test shit the fuck up everywhere again. I just hope that that jury gets this shit right. Because in that case where that undercover cop that I'm talking about, that was an all white fucking jury. In 2021, who is still walking around with an all white jury? I want KB, you know that the cards are always stacked against us. And he but was, also y'all, when y'all call that my blue lines fuck out of here this how you know they they don't mean that's what they they don't mean that exactly they mean it when it's convenient for them but they don't really mean that and we saw that when they stormed the capitol and they they beat that man they hit him in the head and he ended up dying so no it's only when it's convenient for for them and then on top of that there is no such thing as a blue life people aren't blue so get the fuck out of here with that exactly anyway i just put a funny in the don't say what it says i I know i just saw something (laughs) pop up and i'm like i'm I'm not even gonna read this shit we we needed a laugh listeners i can't i'm I'm not even finna nope what's the she's ridiculous she's ridiculous so (laughs) one thing so a lot of people have talked about some of the potential side effects and how they're feeling after their second dose of the vaccine right yeah. So one report from a doctor in San Diego has come out saying that one of the side effects that women could have in particular after receiving their second dose of the vaccine is lymph node swelling. And it actually has shown up in the mammograms of recently vaccinated women. So Dr. Abasola Olulade, who is a board certified family medicine physician in San Diego, has said that women should wait four to six weeks after their final vaccine dose before getting a mammogram. But of course, they should also speak to their medical provider before canceling or postponing their appointment. And when women get mammograms, the mammogram may not be able to distinguish between lymph node swelling from the virus versus cancer. So for anyone who's listening, if you plan to get a mammogram within the next four to six weeks after you get vaccinated, or even if you have not made your vaccination appointment yet, just kind of keep that in mind when you're making your appointment, because we want you all to be healthy and to not have a false positive from your mammogram results. Anything else that we need to add, Doc? Yeah, I will also say that, you know, And even thinking about delaying those things, one thing that has come out, and it was a really good story that I just saw on the news around the number of delayed breast cancer diagnoses that have happened during COVID. So while, you know, a lot of people have put off because, you know, doctor's offices were initially closed, they have seen a rise. And a lot of these, of course, we know with cancer, the key is to diagnose early so you have a better chance. And so it's just something to also be super cautious about and thinking, you know, if you are planning on getting a mammogram, maybe you get it before you get your vaccine or something like that. Just kind of think about those things of not delaying. If you already passed your date, you need to get into the office as soon as possible. If you were supposed to get it done before COVID hit and you still haven't made it back to the doctor's office, get it in. If you're within the, in the you know age range that they recommend you get screened, get it in now. Do not continue to delay that because we are seeing an increased rise in diagnosis of later stage breast cancer. So again, I wanna say, you know, that's definitely something to think about in how to schedule your vaccine. And vaccines are definitely important because we talked about, you know, the key to these variants and stopping these variants is that we get vaccinated quicker. 
but we also do not need to delay our regular screenings that we need to have. So just kind of think, take, think those things through, talk to your doctor, get scheduled and get both of those things done as soon as possible within that time range and understanding that you need to have a bit of a time span. I think that was really interesting about the lymph node um, situation. So uh, definitely something to consider. So thanks for bringing that story up. You're welcome. I brought that because of you. I figured you would like it. So thanks, KB. Thank you, hon. You're welcome. So on a much lighter note, Suga and I are super excited because the trailer for Zola has been released and it's set to come out this summer. And for our listeners, if you don't remember, maybe about a year and a half ago, was it a year and a half ago? Was it during quarantine? I can't remember. No, it was it was before quarantine. I want to say it was so it was twenty eighteen. Well, no. So we weren't recording in 2018. We just what, started recording in 2019. Okay, sometime around that. But I yeah, anyway. Okay, so go ahead. Summer, so summer of 2019, I made mention of this girl, Azia King, who basically told a Twitter story about how she met up with this girl and basically went to Florida for two days and got involved in all these shenanigans and how it was made into a movie. So the trailer is out. It's set to hit theaters this summer. I'm super excited. It's starring Taylor Page, whom I love and who's dating my boo, Jesse Williams. So you all need to oh, go that's check who out. she is. I was trying to figure out. I was like, I've seen her before. I just didn't know where she was. She's a cute girl, though. I'll she give her that. So yeah, she actually cute. used to star on, oh, shoot. What's that show that used about the cheerleaders, about the Red Devils? It used to come on VH1, Hit the Floor. She's on Hit the Floor. She also was in a movie called Something of the Joneses. And it was basically about her dysfunctional relationship with her mother and her grandmother. But that movie was so good. But I love Taylor Page, long story short. So I'm very excited about that. I'm also excited because Stabler is back on SVU. Now here's where I jump in. Yes, yeah, that's, that's all y'all. I think that's, that's gonna be our new thing. Titty shape. This is a shitty <laughs> So Stabler is back. We are so excited. Welcome back, Chris Maloney. We have missed you for the past decade. Can y'all believe he's been gone for 10 years? I never watched it, so I can't celebrate with y'all. Dude, what? You suck. I- Get the yeah. hell out of here. Listen, I have SVU marathons in my house every week. All the time. Exactly. Look, I, wanna, I, mean, I will tell y'all, I've said this before, like Law and Order, the original is actually my favorite. I didn't, I was not as much of a fan of SVU. I used to watch it, but I went hard for the original and I used to like Criminal Intent. I used to like Law and Order, Criminal Intent. So then when they took all of them away and only left, left F- SVU, that's when I kind of got into it. I mean, it's the only thing left, but I like it now. Like I'm, I'm a, a Law and Order fan. I watch that shit every week. I'm in. Uh, but yeah, I used to love Stable. I didn't know like that he left, and I'm glad he is back. Me too. I'm so excited. So that's something we can celebrate. So also, I think I'm the only one that watches like the Real Housewives franchise. You are. Yes. Well, I used to be with you with. Um, no, I watch Potomac. I take that back. I don't watch Atlanta um, anymore, but I do watch Potomac. But I did see about this person. I didn't know who she was because I don't watch this one, but you can tell us about this one. Thank you. So the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which is currently filming season two. Salt Lake women- City? Yeah. Who the fuck lives in Salt Lake City? Okay, go ahead, girl. Bad boy. <laughs> Listen, Salt Lake City was actually quite interesting. The only reason why I watched it is because of Mary, who's a pastor, and married her step-grandfather when her grandmother passed away. Oh, I heard about this girl. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Yes. So Jen Shaw, who is Hawaiian, she's of Asian uh, Pacific Islander descent, and also is married to one of the coaches at the University of Utah. Her and one of her assistants were arrested for wire fraud. Because apparently they actually defrauded a number of elderly people and ran a scam and they could face up to 30 uh, years in jail if convicted. So it's really funny because like I said, they were actually filming a cash trip to Colorado 
And Jen actually told everyone that she told producers that she had to leave because a family member was sick and somebody came to pick her up. Within five minutes, the FBI showed up looking for her. Close your mouth, Shug. No, okay. So, (laughs) no. And then part of me is like, what kind of a world do we live in where this chick is facing 30 years, but more than likely, old boy is going to get off for murdering George Floyd? Well, for for sure. Right. Well, also, let me say that as of the time of this recording, the prosecutors in Jen's case are not currently seeking detention at this time. So, you know, we could, she could not. She could not receive any jail time when uh, when everything is said and done. But it will well, be- wait. Is she married a white peen? No, she married a black man who's Muslim. Oh yeah, how yeah, going to jail, bitch. <laughs> you know what the interesting thing is? Is that her husband? Actually- what a lie. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that her husband used to be an attorney before he became a football coach. So wait, yeah. wait, what? Her husband used to be an attorney before he started coaching football. So wait, she married to a black man? It's the one that's her grandfather? No, 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 no. So I was talking about two different people. So one of the women on the cast is Mary, who's black. And she is a pastor. She has a church that used to be her grandmother's church. And when her grandmother passed away, she married her grandmother's husband. She just sound nasty. Yeah, I'm... (laughs) It was too much. And they were saying somebody was... to keep the lineage or some dumb shit like this. The money oh, in the family. So Mary said that her her grandmother told look Mary because Mary's disgusting. Lord. So well, it's funny because Jen called Mary a grandfather fucker. <laughs> it's accurate. What am I mean? upset? just trying to figure out but like jen is so like jen is the definition of dysfunction like she's angry she's crazy like she's a mess and then you have jen who is this like very outlandish very flamboyant woman and her husband like is so cool like so calm and collected like they are complete opposites that's how it be yeah jen is a mess so it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out and apparently when they were doing her allocution is it alloc- not allocution when That's they basically word. when she had her court date and they were bringing the charges against her apparently there were so many in the zoom call that the judge had to postpone arraignment that's what i'm looking for when she was being arraigned there were so many people in the zoom that the judge couldn't decipher between like who the attorney was and who was really supposed to be there because not everyone was muting themselves and they were having conversations. So the judge actually had to postpone her arraignment because of technical difficulties to get all of these people like out of the room and try to bring order to the court. So it's really interesting. I'm so going wait, to be excited to I'm, follow this. I'm looking at Mary Cosby. Yes. Uh, her net, last name being Cosby, I don't know. But- Crosby. Oh, it looked like Cosby. It's, it's spelled C. Is it Cosby? I thought it was an R in it. Okay. Well, I'm on the Housewives, the Bravo. It's in Cosby. So look, is oh, this yeah. white? Yes. No, he's not white. He's black. He's just real light skinned. And he agreed to marrying his ex-wife's really? granddaughter. Does he have money? Grandfather. Hmm? Yeah, does he have money? So technically, yes, because it was her grandmother's money because her grandmother found right. it. Right, I think, yeah, it was to keep the money in the family. Yeah, it was to keep the money in the family. Well, you're not yeah. going to hold me out. You're not going to prostitute me out to keep no money in the family. So but, that's the thing, but, but the crazy thing is, though, KB, is that when, like, during the reunion, they asked Mary if there was, like, anything written, like, if her grandmother had it written anywhere that she was supposed to marry him, and Mary said no. So now, of course, people are really wondering, did her grandmother really tell her to marry this man when she died? All right, moving on. That's why I'm moving to Utah (laughs) with all of them polygamy and all that other dumb shit. Go. Oh, Lord. So today we're really going to focus on toxic relationships and specifically with sweet, sweetie and Quavo, Quavo, Quavo. whatever. 
I call that bitch swatty. It's not swatty. No, it's not no. swatty. It's, it's sweetie. sweetie. It's sweetie. so sweetie. It's look like it's so sweetie. I know, yeah, but sweetie. 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 Yeah. She called educated. Why she spell sweetie like this? Listen, we are dealing Why with a different generation and they um, they different. All right. right. Tell a story. And Derek Jackson. So we're gonna talk about them both. I want so, him to go to hell. I don't want to talk about him. Go. <laughs> no, but that's why we got to talk about him. So go ahead. Toxic relationships. So the thing about Sweetie and Quavo, did I say that right? Quavo. 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 Be more careful. Quavo. Listen, I don't. I, I think you know. messed that boy name up on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and Quavo. Like, what? Never mind. That wasn't my joke. It, it fell flat. In any event. You know, we sound old now. That's what we it sounds like. Old. We sound we sound like mamas remembering your mom. What are you listening to when you be like, oh, it's such and such, and they be like, okay, whatever. But yeah, we sound I old now. Him. That's us. That's, so yeah. Sweetie and Quavo apparently broke up because Quavo was cheating. But we have all seen. I think we all looked at the video of their physical altercation in the elevator. So it a lot of things are wrong. Right. So first of all, the infidel the infidelity is one thing. And how, you know, we all like I think, you know, social media and most people are, were on Sweetie's side because, you know, she was cheated on and people were being empathetic to her and understanding. But now that we have seen this video of him putting hands on her and her trying to put hands on him it kind of makes you wonder, and this was months before they officially broke up, but it really makes you wonder like what was happening in their relationship before, like at all, right? Like were they, were like, was this their only physical altercation? Were there other issues that were going on? And, you know, clearly do we even really have a right to know as a public or maybe can we like use this opportunity to teach not only young people but ourselves like shit to look out for when you're dealing with people i think it's it's a number of things so one first of all these are like really successful young people so you have to remember that off top like these are millionaires so these aren't just yeah every day whatever so they have access to all kinds of stuff two they're very young um and then three they're in the public eye so it's kind of like I feel like when you have all of those things kind of mixed together sometimes it is a recipe for disaster kind of like with the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna thing like they were really young they had a lot of money they both came from abusive households so it's kind of not really a surprise as to what happened um however I will say that I do think like I love them together I absolutely loved them together. I thought they were really cute until you, all of you this. You love two together. Quavo. Quavo oh, I ain't know nothing about their asses. Go. No, like they were super adorable. Absolutely loved them together. From the, from the outside. You thought they right, were just from cute. From the outside. Yes. But again, that's the whole, that goes back to kind of what um, Elle was saying with the public perception, because I also think that it was a PR move. I also think that it was painted for the public that you wanted to fall in love with them and you wanted to root for them because they're really cute and they're both highly successful. But, you know, as we've seen, all that glitters ain't gold. So now we have a glimpse of to what was really going on in their relationship. And Saweetie was just like, I'm tired of putting on this face for the public and putting up with infidelity and lies and all that other type of stuff just to make a, a pretty picture for y'all. Yeah, and I think just to echo some of those things, you know, Shug just brought up. First of all, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Sweetie. I think the whole name is Sweetie. But anyway, and I didn't know anything about her in advance. I just knew she had a college education, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, definitely for the limelight, I think just from watching the video, I have to agree. I think there was some wrong on both ends. Here's an interesting thing. I'm wondering why the video was cut the way it was. And the reason I'm saying this is that this was a elevator that has monitoring in it. We only get to see a portion of that. And I think people have to kind of realize that and say, well, there could have been something that happened right before that. 
and not to excuse it, but I think it would add more context to the situation. So I think even the way TMZ has painted it, you know, like he's, you know, Quavo thrown, you know, woman to the side or something like that. I think it is an immediate pull to say that this is the bad person. And I feel like you do need to look at the entire situation. I think Quavo could have, from what we saw, could have controlled himself a lot better. I think he definitely was dead ass wrong to kind of whatever was in that damn box evidently must have been gold to, to them. And I don't even understand it, but some kind of, you know, from what I'm hearing, some type of gaming system or something, but something else had to be in there because you're not going to tell me y'all just fighting over no gaming system. So, you know, seeing, you know, Sweetie kind of do the pull, the push, but did she do that after he had already done something to her? So she might've just been reacting to him, but we don't know that. But, you know, I think some people think that shit cute. They think that, you know, having whatever kind of fancy car he bought her, I know I heard a lot of people commenting about that. Like It was a Bentley. Yeah, it, it, you know, her getting a Bentley and all of this and, you know, is all of that worth it? So I think a lot of that is for show. But then, you know, when you get down into it, a lot of that's for show. And what does re the relationship really look like and what's important to you? Because it can't just be materialistic things. Because materialistic things and you getting your ass whipped or materialistic things and it's toxic in that we're even arguing all the time. And there's going to be arguments in relationships, but we shouldn't be doing this shit all the time. Not to say this is what happened with them, but yeah, from the outside, yeah, it probably was real cute for them to be posing for pictures and shit. But then you don't know what is going on behind those closed doors. That's why I keep telling people like, stop saying relationships that you, you wish you had. You don't know what that shit is behind the closed doors. Like, you just see what that shit is on. We had this conversation on one of our episodes about what's her name? The one, the, the football player and dancing girl from Atlanta. Who oh, what I'm Sierra talking? and Russell. What? Sierra, Sierra and Russell. Sierra, yeah. Sierra and Russell Wilson. Why can't I talk to you? Thank today? you. So, even them, you know, not to say nothing like this is happening, right? But my point is that we can't always look at situations and think that they are the gold standard and that is what's great because you never know what's happening behind closed doors you just need to want a relationship that's good for you and right. what you need and what god has ordained for you that's all my own point but i think they was both wrong on both ends whatever was going on somebody could have diffused something and even the guy that saw them at the elevator and he just didn't even get on no more y'all was like nah i wouldn't intervene anyway but somebody should start intervening. Like she could have been seriously hurt. He just let her just stay on the damn elevator. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like he could have. No, L. Go ahead. Well, so here's the thing: when people start to insert themselves, you know, calling themselves to protect like a woman, right? Like sometimes the woman turns on them, the person who's trying to protect her, and you know, some people. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate though that this happens, but some people thrive in toxic situations. They live. Yeah, they like confusion. Yep, they like yes, confusion. They live for it. And the thing is, it's like, and, and it might be only not necessarily. I don't know if they because they are used to it. Like that's a norm to them, right? Like maybe they don't think about it that way, but maybe that's what they used to seeing, or they used to being in, or maybe that's what tells you you like me like I saw some little behavior in another situation that was a little possessive a little bit and I was like oh I don't know about this I've never experienced this this is not really cute to me like I'm not used to that like I'm not used to nobody keeping tracks and shit don't check my fucking phone y'all know what my name is that part don't look at my phone motherfucker because I'm not gonna look at yours and even facts. if I did look at yours you still not looking at mine facts that's a no and we're going to have to be in a whole relationship for you to be looking at my shit like that. Right. But also that to me, like jealousy is not healthy people. Listen, listeners. It's not. Jealousy is not healthy. Not trusting someone is not healthy. If you can't trust someone and that's either a romantic or a platonic relationship, you can't have a relationship. If right. I didn't trust KB and Suge, I would be friends right. with them. We couldn't have a relationship. We ain't got time for that. You have but, to have trust with people. 
I mean, but even kind of going back to what KD touched on with the whole God ordained, but uh, that also brings to mind the whole situation with Derrick Jackson and his wife, because I also feel like people have a tendency to use religion to cover up their bad behavior. So after he got caught cheating, they were talking about this whole thing of, oh, we were on a break. We've already dealt with that. This mofo was still pushing his book. Um, I mean, so it was just their whole reaction to everything that happened was like really damn weird. And I really didn't appreciate how he was kind of saying like something about God made him do it or something, or you'll see pictures of the two of them praying together. And it's oh, no, like, no. he God, publicly no, he, embarrassed this woman. He said once he gave his life to God and shit went, everything went to shits. You ain't finna put that on God. exactly but i also feel like people use religion as oh well you know you have to forgive and yeah you do have to forgive however i don't think that i've seen it play out too many times where a man cheats and the woman forgives and it's kind of like you know the woman bears the brunt of everything that goes on in the in a relationship and i'm just not here for it Uh, you always hear about the Proverbs 31 woman and being virtuous and all of that. But where are these sermons talking to men about how to be a good husband and how to do the right thing and how to love your woman and take care of your family. So I feel like the church is always preaching to the woman, but where's all of these standards that men need to meet. And I think we got to stop grouping in church together because the church as a whole, there are many churches so the church your ass going to and telling you that dumb shit, maybe you need to leave that church. And I say that because I saw somebody else post something one day talking about if the church, all they're talking about is tithing, then you need to walk out. I agree. You need to walk out because they should be teaching about financial responsibility and getting your, your life insurance so you don't have to do GoFundMe's and et cetera and et cetera. So if the church is only preaching one thing, then yes, that's very lopsided. But if you can find a church and there are churches out there that will talk the full gamut of what is what so I think to me I feel like the church gets and, and what's that guy name there's a guy that my sister actually really likes and I'm gonna find his name in a minute he had actually made a comment on social media that I just saw the other day and he had made the statement around and I, I think he was doing it for shock value personally but he made you know this comment around you know the culture of the church he doesn't like the culture of the church. And it's like, there are so many cultures today. I don't really think you can say that. There are so many different types of churches that it's not just your traditional church that goes by one one single thing, right? Like the guy named is Lecrae. He said, I love Jesus, but I'm not churchy. I used to be embarrassed by that, but now I realize it's okay to love God and not fit in with church culture. Well, what is church culture today? I think we've really expanded past what was the norm back then and it's so much bigger so yeah i agree with you jackson wife looking like you know the jokes was funny though about her blink twice if she need help that shit was funny to me he did look like she was in the right but at the same time i didn't appreciate him trying to take that and flip the script because he also made the joke about blink twice if you need help and i'm like i don't think you should be laughing at her jackson Derek did because he, he was actually, saying stuff. This fool is so narcissistic. He made Girl. a video watching the playback and talking in the third person. Oh, I heard that. Oh, yeah. The comments were saying blank twice if you need help. I didn't but know. But he used that too. And he was like, you know, kind of laughing at it. And I'm like, I don't, think, I don't think you should be taking this lightly at all because you publicly embarrassed this woman. You know what I'm saying? Like but a lot of. That's putting yourself on a pedestal, though, Shug. At the end of the day, we know no man is, like, perfect. So you, Jackson, put yourself on this pedestal, downgrading other people and saying what other people need to do to make yourself look like you was uh-huh. the great of all great. And right. we know that that's not the case. And it ended up coming out because what's done in the dark will come to the light. Always. Always. I don't know why we surprised this shit. Exactly. And I'm not listening to no this motherfucker ain't got no credentials. Like, I don't understand why we be listening to these fucking randoms on, on social media. I don't. I, no, I'm just 
No, Shook, for real. Why do we keep doing this? You know what it is? Misery. What like, about that guy? What about that guy who lets people call in that we was just having a debate about? Kevin Samuels. That motherfucker right. ain't got but, no credentials to tell me nothing. You hear me? Here's, here's oh. the thing, though. There's always an audience because women always want to hear about relationships. Like, we fall for that. And I but think, we want to hear from a man. That's the other thing. Well, too. Yes. I want they dumbasses. I want they dumbasses to get taken in because your dumbass need to get taken and listen to the dumb shit. But then that's that's part of the problem is because we are so I won't say that we're desperate, but I feel like whenever there's a breakup, women have a tendency to do the work like we actually sit down and we try and think about what happened. What can I do better next time? How can I heal? Whereas mofos, they just go find the next girl to lay up under. And that's no, how like that's under, how like they right and it's like until they really deal with their demons you know they continue to hurt all of these women who are coming along whereas you know we talk about things we process things Mm -hmm. and guys know that so I feel like guys take advantage of that and they feel like oh well I can just build any old following because people are gonna eat this bullshit up and yeah and and they are they are and making money doing it so yes I think you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. Like I hear what y'all are saying, but I, you know, I, I, it's going to be a market for these kind of people because people still listening to this Kevin Samuels bullshit, right? We still listening to his dumb ass. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I was about to say, I, really, I don't, but call the clips are hilarious. I just can't even believe I, I think I think y'all, he paid people to call in. I'm going to say that to the day I die. Man, that's just what I believe. I believe right. He, at this point, I believe some of those calls in the beginning were probably true. You think about the strawberry letter. When the strawberry letter first started happening, you know, everybody was in. And then some people started thinking like, are they like making up some of these stories? Are people like, they're not really real stories? Like you don't know, we will never know. But I'm just, I refuse to believe that people are calling in and asking these questions and feeling the way they feel about themselves and knowing that he is going to low rate them. Like, I just refuse to believe that. Because if he was calling in to actually get real advice and to get, hey, how can I step my game up to the next level? And hey, this is where you are. You making 40,000 and you fat and you five, five and a man. But here's where you can be. How can I help you get to that point? Well, where do you want to be? I just think the way in which he does it is not helping nobody and it's making this this person look like a complete ass and don't tell me he do it for the men too that shit don't make it right and i'm talking about a man now you know what i'm saying so again that's to me a toxic relationship the fact that you want to get advice from a bitch who won't keep putting you down that's a fucking toxic relationship call a fucking thing a thing if i'm gonna call you suge and an l and y'all gonna low rate me every time i call you even if you point out my negatives but you low rate me at the same time how the fuck is that not a toxic relationship? Oh, it absolutely is. I agree with you a thousand percent. So I'm not going to give this motherfucker no props because he low rate people. Facts. Can I say, I know you real mad because your Florida just came out. Shit. <laughs> and he a, <laughs> wait, and he a five his damn self. I'm like, so how you going to be talking about people and you just as fucking average as he everybody else five? that call into I'm calling him a five. Oh. When he's talking about he has to beat the young ladies off with the stick no mofo you beating off the young men because you got a little you're a little, little oh, damn. <laughs> i'm just these are all toxic relationships i think if we we talk about this as a fool like not just sweetie and quavo not just jackson and his abused wife <laughs> so <laughs> also right and i you know i'm like the reality tv queen so i'm i'm upset i didn't think about them before but even melody and martel holt from love and marriage huntsville did, yes. I, did you see that interview with funky dineva and melanie uh-uh. i know i really enjoyed what happened? it i really enjoy i just i enjoyed it because you know he was able to i you know i don't i don't watch the show let me be honest i only watch his reviews but I just thought he did a good job of asking questions that probably people had about why she did the things that she did. And I think, Shug, you and I would totally relate. Yeah. Because we've been in this marriage. I already, I already know. Yep. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know that you do things. And sometimes and even me having a child, 
you know you do certain things because you really are trying to keep your family together right and it just does at, at some point you know it she don't, said god, you get tired. god moved over her yeah and she said when she when when he told her to let that go she said she had no problem walking away and it was yep. so funny because funky Doniva was like when a woman's fed up but it really is when god tells you that it's that's not what you're supposed to do yeah like, yeah god wants you to be but he ain't trying to have you continue to get abused and that's a, right. like you said that's another perfect example of a toxic situation and it's so mm-hmm. crazy this man keep trying to bring her into this shit and want to start with her when she has clearly moved the f on exactly and isn't he expecting a child with he someone sure else okay sure yeah and the, and the last young? rumor the last rumor i saw though is that he has another child too oh there are two babies so mm. i don't know how true that is but that's word on the street okay i mean so when it I comes by myself when it comes to like toxic relationships and i really think a lot of it is people aren't taking the time to do work and we've yes, talked about this before so it, it's like and i'm happy that the stigma is starting to go away in the black community but there's nothing wrong with therapy. Like back in the day, it used to be, oh, we're going to go to church. We're going to pray it away and we're not going to deal with the issue. And I'm like, do both. Pray and and go talk to somebody because ultimately at the end of the day, everything starts with you. So until you feel good about yourself, until you feel worthy to be loved and until you deal with your issues, every relationship that you deal with is going to be toxic. Yeah. My mom so and I you just have had that to conversation. We just had that conversation because she said, you know, that's one thing I wish would have been more acceptable when she was growing up, right? And saying uh, it's okay to go to therapy because that right. wasn't the case for them back in that day, right? And so mm-hmm. she was like, it was so funny. She, you know, I was telling, I was like, oh, I was just telling my therapist. She was like, you know, I'm really proud of you for doing that. Like, I'm really proud that you're doing that because we, I wish we could have done that. She's like, I even try to talk to my mother today, which is my grandmother. You know, she's like, I can't get past her. Like she doesn't mm-hmm. hear anything. She changes the subject. She gets upset. Yep. She doesn't want to deal with anything. And she's like, you know, I just wish that I could have, that's what mom, you still can. Like, she's like, I don't know if it's just too late for me. I'm like, no, it's nothing wrong. It's with never too to late. Talk to. You can still talk to somebody about those things that you grew up with. Because she tells us, you know, her upbringing and you know the impact and why she gets frustrated about certain things i said it's nothing wrong i said you can go still today and yep. so it, it is it's that making things normal right and recognizing when something is not for you and acting on it and i think sometimes when we just bring up this this overarching toxic relationship status i just want us to think past the male female relationship or whatever yo, you know, whatever you like. Romantic like whatever, relationships. Romantic, yes. So, friendships can be toxic as well. Friendship, sure that's can. my point, right? So friendships can also be toxic. And you got to know when to walk away. I think I've told y'all before, I used to have a friend. Everywhere we went, this chick got into it with somebody. And I was like, yo, it's you the problem. Like, everywhere we go, we got to get ready to fight. Like, I can't keep doing this. I got a whole degree now. <laughs> I can't keep rolling with you. Right. Facts. And even relationships with family members. We don't talk and about that a lot either. It like is. that's a major one. And yeah. I think, you know, now like it look at know, look at uh what's his name, Kurt Franklin. And I love what smiling them said. Sometimes your family is your friends, and mm-hmm. that's okay. We mm-hmm. keep saying this blood shit, but sometimes no blood ain't enough to keep us yeah mm-hmm. playing with each other. It's sometimes right. it's not enough. And right. if that right. relationship ain't doing you no good. You may need to step away from it. Did we talk about that on the show? On the last show? We didn't talk about Kirk Franklin and his son, did we? We did not, but I think this all goes into toxic relationships. And I think I'm glad that we're having this larger discussion about this topic because you know, we're thinking about what y'all said. I call romantic it relationships. relationships. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm sober tonight. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, we 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 were initially on romantic but nah i'm i'm going into it with all kind of relationships whatever that thing is i think we all should think about that and take that away and how do we interact and noticing when it is toxic and not good for us before we get to the fighting in the elevator too much shit happens in elevators can i just say that today as well okay let's just say solange don't be having it solange is not the one okay 
I'm ride with Solange on a, on a good day. On end of day. <laughs> What's the lyric? I want to sing right quick. About what? You can't even. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's past. All right. Damn, got to be more careful. So this was a great discussion. I feel like we could talk about like relationships all day because regardless of who it is, right? Like. Mm-hmm you know, romantic, platonic with your family, hell, even with your coworkers. Cause sometimes I'm gonna be honest. Like there was a coworker that I have had who there was some toxic shit going on in the workplace. And that's how people, because when you, you know, pre COVID like at work is where you would spend most of your time. Sometimes you would spend more time with your coworkers than you would your own family members. That's and absolutely do. Actually true. You, you absolutely are spending more time. You spend more time at you, work. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are in a toxic work environment, whether it's a bad boss, a bad coworker, that can have like detrimental effects. Like people quit like good paying jobs because they just mentally can't handle it because it's a toxic environment. And like I said, everyone, just remember to protect your peace. So whatever you have to do, short of killing a motherfucker, do that to protect yourself. And, and sometimes it comes to that. I mean, if it's nope, nope, self-defense, nope. nope. Long as it's self-defense, bitch, I'm in. Lord. Okay. That's a true story. I thought we can't be on that one. <laughs> okay. Well, for our dope gifted in black segment, we actually have two young men that we want to highlight. So the son of Master P, Hersey Miller, has actually committed to Tennessee State to attend for fall 2021. So two days ahead of his 19th birthday, the high school basketball star factored in what he had learned in his household into making the biggest decision of his life. The six foot three, 160 pound senior passed over division one schools, LSU, Vanderbilt, Missouri, UCLA, and University of Southern California to select Tennessee State, a historically black school that is located in Nashville, Tennessee. And you know that's Oprah School. I just want to note that that's Oprah School, Tennessee State. Yes, and it is. One of my homegirls actually went there. Shout out to you. So yeah, Tennessee State. I, I I love that story. It's not his fault. His name is Hersey. I just want to say that. Um, he no, the son is Hersey and Master P is Percy. I know they all got fucked up names. My point is they all got <laughs> fucked up names and that it's not his fault. But I just want to acknowledge that he's going to a great school and I'm just proud that he chose an HBCU. Why do you have your hands on your head? I wasn't supposed to interrupt to say that. Okay, go. You weren't. I can't stand you. So in any event, the other young man that we want to highlight is Skylar Jordan, who is the son of pastor and R&B singer Montel Jordan, because he has actually accepted a football scholarship to Alcorn State University located in Mississippi. So Skylar is a 6'3", 205-pound wide receiver and is a senior at Providence Christian Academy in Littleburn, Georgia. And he signed with the HBCU where he'll continue his football career playing as a cornerback, becoming the first football player from his school to sign with an NCAA Division I football team. So congratulations to Hersey and Skylar for joining great HBCUs and congratulations to them. Yes, KB. I just have a quick question. Skylar, isn't that normally a girl name? It can be a boy or a girl name. It's unisex. unisex Which one of them stated, I think it was, was it Hersey or Skylar that why they chose? It was Hersey. Hersey stated, I loved his reasoning. If y'all saw the video, he explained why he chose an HBCU. Oh, I have this quote. Oh, okay. I need to share it. So ever since I was a little kid, I've been taught to be a leader and to not follow the crowd. I want to make a change. I want to make a difference. I know with me, I can change the narrative. People think that you just need to go to a big school to become a pro or just to be great. And that's not true. A lot of great people came out of HBCUs in mid-majors. Just they don't have the same spotlight. So with me, I just wanted to make a change. I wanted to be different. Love it. And that's so called an upbringing. Shout out to both of those dope, gifted, and black. Yes. So this was a great episode, ladies. I feel energized. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see y'all and kick it in person. Ow, 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 and getting our yoni steams. <laughs> 
had a clear eye. Oh, spirits. Amen. Girl. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. I, listen, because I can I tell y'all something. Remember, I talked. Oh, remember the last show? I talked about how I set some shit up. Yes. Oh. Canceled yeah. it. No, neither neither of them happened. And you know what? I took that as a sign from God that I really ne- needed to let old things go and start anew. So okay. my new year started Q2 2021. Okay. All I'm right. ready. Let's All go. Right. I'm getting this yoni steam. New things are blossoming. I'm excited. Oh, with a smile. Oh. New things are po- listen. I'm I'm getting settled into my new role. It's a new year. I'm about to be a year older. It's great. Life is good. <laughs> okay, girl. All right. We just want to say to the audience, thank y'all for coming out. God bless and good night. <laughs> I love when she does it. <laughs> but I need her to pay attention. Took me doing too much. Just, you can't multitask while we record, Negro. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Femmoir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Femmoir Files. Bye!